It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday to you all. A lot to get to ahead on this episode of the Locked On Cougars podcast. We continue with our position previews. We're talking about the Frodo position on BYU's defense. What is it? Who are the contenders at the spot? We'll talk about that. We'll also look back at BYU football, their history. 1985, coming off that national championship in 1984. What did the Cougars have up their sleeve as they tried to repeat? And, of course, we will catch you guys up on everything else involving BYU athletics. Former BYU big man Matt Harms has found his professional home for the time being. We'll talk about all of that ahead on today's show. A reminder for you guys. Guys, that today's podcast is brought to you by our good friends over the Locked On College Football Channel. Want to encourage you guys to check out all the different conference shows that they have, whether it's the Big 12, Pac 12, Big 10, ACC, or SEC that you have an interest in. We have a podcast for you. Download it wherever you get your podcast, just like this one. All right, without further ado, let's dive in on a hump day. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for July 14th, 2021. What is up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I, of course, work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. Many of you might know me by the nickname Yawk if you're new to this show, but a big thank you once again for your support, as always. It's a blast to be with you guys every single day. A quick reminder for you guys to make sure to hit that follow button. That way you can join us every single day. And would love to see you guys make an uptick in your your efforts to listen to the podcast on a regular basis. That sounds probably a little awkward and a little demanding of me, but what I mean by that, and I've mentioned this a couple of times over the past couple of weeks here on the show, is on average, our podcast listenership listens to an average of about 2.3 to 2.4 shows a week, and I get that, well, if that's two and a half shows... Trust me, the metrics, they work out. So on average, let's just go with this. Most of you are listening to two different of the two different podcasts throughout the week, uh, whether it's the Monday and Friday editions or whatever it might be during the week. We have five weekday ed- episodes of the show that we put out. I would like to see you guys make an uptick and make an effort to listen to a second or even a, a, a first or a second episode additional show throughout the week. So either listen to three or four shows throughout the week. And if you listen to all five, hey, high five to y'all and a big thank you for your support of the podcast. Your guys' increased listenership is not lost on us and the support of the podcast has been utterly phenomenal and cannot thank you guys enough for joining us every single day. All right, on to actual nuts and bolts of what we're talking about here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. We continue today with a position preview. We talked on the Monday edition of the show. If you missed it, you can go back and listen to that. Might be the extra show you listened to this week. We talked about BYU's quarterback position after you, the listeners on Twitter, said that quarterbacks is where you wanted to see a start when it came to the position previews. The second place finish in that position preview poll that we put out came with the Frodo position, which is a defensive position. 
position on BYU's depth chart. Many of you will recall during BYU Football Media Day last month, the BYU football program put out a depth chart that had no less than 18 different defensive positions on it, and the most notable of them, considering it has the nickname Frodo as the position group name, was very much a hot topic. And I don't necessarily know exactly what Frodo is going to do on the field, but I think the guys who are listed at the position can help give us some clues of what to expect from them. Now, in the interest of full disclosure, what I understand of all of these different position groups being named, for example, Flash, Jack, Frodo, Cinco, uh, Joker, uh, all these different quote-unquote weird or hybrid name positions, well, they're hybrid positions. They're guys who can do uh, multiple things on the field, and pending how an opponent lines up, that's when these guys will go into the field of play in a specific alignment, a specific format for BYU's defense this upcoming season. So the Frodo position has two players listed on the depth chart, and both of them are linebacker types. In retro freshman linebacker Ben Bywater, who stands six foot three, two hundred and twenty-five pounds. Then there's an or there for redshirt sophomore linebacker Drew Jensen, who is six foot two, two hundred and fifteen pounds. Now what I know of Bywater as well as Jensen is they are some of the most athletic BYU linebackers on the roster. Guys who can really run, are not afraid to come up and tackle, but are more of the true athletes of the position. And that's not saying the other guys like Peyton Wilgar, uh, Keenan Peely, those guys, Max Tooley, they're not uh, not saying that they aren't uh, good. What am I trying to say? They're not good athletes. They're, they're good athletes, trust me. But a guy like Ben Bywater has every physical tool in the world to play a true role in multiple facets of this game. And that's probably why he is listed here as the quote-unquote starter or co-starter at the Frodo position. What I expect from Frodo, based on what I understand of the position, also talking with Max Tooley a little bit about it, he said it's going to be more of a hybrid position where they'll come in and play a linebacker role, but also have the ability to go cover on the field, and even in some cases, I would assume, have the ability to rush the quarterback. I'm going to take... uh, the comments from Max Tooley at face value and believe him when he says, I don't necessarily know exactly what it entails, but it is a position that is going to have a multifaceted role. And I think that's actually a great thing for two guys who are really, really good athletes by both Ben, by Ben Bywater. Wow. If I can get that term out of my mouth, his name out of my mouth a little quicker, as well as Drew Jensen. I think these are two guys who are poised to have an interesting impact for the BYU defense. Both of these guys show up on other depth charts at the linebacker position throughout BYU's depth chart, but I think these two in particular are going to have a role that strikes me as more similar to the type of guy that, let's say, what um, Fred Warner played for BYU when he was a senior, where he was kind of that hybrid safety role, where he was too quick to be a true linebacker in a way, a guy who was able to play in space, make a lot of plays out there on the field, but in addition to that, had more than a more than capable ability of coming up and playing the run. Obviously, Fred Warner has gone to become an all-pro linebacker at the NFL level with the San Francisco 49ers, but I think guys like Ben Bywater and Drew Jensen, they probably should watch the film of what a guy like Fred Warner did while he was at BYU and build off of that. So, the Frodo position, very much still mired in all kinds of secrecy, a little bit of intrigue, mystique about it, 
but it's got an intriguing name and it's one that it's going to draw people in considering it has the relation to the Lord of the Rings, which is a very, very popular franchise out there, especially in the sci-fi realm and especially among the uh, generation we're talking about playing in this era of college football. So I think the Frodo position, I would guess it's going to look similar to what we saw Fred Warner play during his time at BYU. And Ben Bywater, as I mentioned, he had a shoulder injury that knocked him out for the majority of the year last year. But when he is fully healthy, you're talking about one of the best athletes pound for pound on BYU's roster. And that screams to me a guy who is well-suited to take on a multifaceted role that asks him to do multiple things depending on where he's out on the field, what he's being asked to do in BYU's scheme. So there you go. A little bit more on the Frodo position. And obviously we'll continue to break down these different position groups over the coming weeks in the lead up to BYU fall camp. It's crazy to think, folks. It's getting so close. And hope you guys are just as excited as we are right here on Locked On Cougars to continue to break things down and talk about it as we roll on here. All right. Coming up here in just a moment, though, we'll switch gears, talk a little bit of BYU football history. Looking back in 1985, what did did the Cougars have in terms of uh, repeat potentially in them? We'll talk about that in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Bet Online. They are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, my friends. Baseball season is at the all-star break, but they'll be back in full action pretty quickly here. The NBA Finals are ongoing. If you want to bet on future odds for college football or NFL, Bet Online has it all for you guys. Even UFC and MMA, golf, no matter what your interest is, the Open Championship this week across the pond, take advantage of the offers available to you at betonline.ag. Sign up for free there and also take advantage of the special bonus we are offering to all of our listeners. It's all courtesy of Bet Online. That is a 50% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit. When you make that deposit, use the promo code locked on you'll get 50 percent of whatever you deposit that first time added in is free money to play with really simple format they want to have help you guys have a great experience on their websites once again that's betonline.ag promo code locked on for that welcome bonus take advantage of it now as it is all courtesy of bet online they are your online sportsbook experts All right, my friends, today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at First Colony Mortgage. Many of you will recall 1984 fondly, the national championship season for BYU. But there's one other championship team that got its start in Utah County that exact same year, and that is our good friends at First Colony. First Colony Mortgage is a full-service mortgage lender, so that means from beginning to end, everything's taken care of by the First Colony team. Our good friend Zach Hicken is our loan officer here at First Colony for Locked On Cougars. Any financing you need for for your home, Zach can and will take care of you. Whether you're looking to buy your dream home, capitalize on your home's equity with a cash out refinance, or take advantage of the low rates that are still available now, Zach will be there to walk you through every step of the loan process and help you get it done. It's a great way to go about it, folks. It is a great time to take advantage of the equity in your home. I've recently done it myself, so take advantage of it now. You can contact Zach directly at 801-380-0752 or at HickenHomeLoans.com. You spell Hicken, H-I-C-K-E-N, HomeLoans.com. That's Zach Hicken, NMLS 205-2216. Also, First Colony Mortgage, NMLS 3112. They are an equal housing lender. Once again, that's First Colony Mortgage, proud partner with us here on Locked on Cougars. 
Continuing now our look back at BYU football history with the 100 seasons of BYU football countdown. We talked yesterday extensively about the national championship in 1984. It was the pinnacle for BYU. They'd clawed and fought their way from obscurity. Let's think about this, folks. Just, what, 15 years before they won that national championship, BYU was just another team at the bottom of the WAC conference, just was not able to get out of their own way. Tommy Hudspeth came in and did some fine things, but then Lavelle Edwards takes over for his former boss and lifts BYU to heights hitherto unknown for the BYU football program. And 1984 capped in a, a very extensive building process for BYU and signaled that they were a true power player in the college football universe. Now, that college football universe, the guys who are on top, they want to stay on top and they do not take kindly to newcomers coming in and kind of honing in on their territory and BYU really had to kind of break down the door and they broke down the door in the most emphatic way possible by hoisting that national championship trophy that they will never be able to take away from the BYU football program and that is just a fun thing to think about. But what do they do in 1985? You're the defending national champions. A guy like Robbie Bosco comes off a Heisman caliber season in 1984, comes back for his senior year. What did BYU accomplish in 1985? Well, there was some good, some bad, and let's talk about it. They started the season in pretty fine form. They traveled east to Giant Stadium there in East Rutherford, New Jersey for the kickoff classic on August 29th, taking on Boston College. Won that game handily 28-14. to So, off to a good start to start the season, but then came one of the classic showdowns at Cougar Stadium to this point in BYU football history. BYU started the season ranked number 10. That victory over Boston College vaulted them to number 8 in the rankings as they came home to Cougar Stadium on September 7th, where they hosted number 20 UCLA there in Provo. And this was a classic game, folks. Back and forth it went. UCLA ultimately prevails 27 to 24, giving BYU their first loss of the season. So they sit at one and one. They tumble down the rankings from number eight to number 16. And this is the game where I think BYU really made a statement. And it was Washington. Washington came to Provo just what months after claiming that BYU. BYU was an illegitimate champion. They should have been crowned national champions after, by the way, they ducked BYU. Just the the storylines, the irony is so rich of this being turned around with BYU in 2020. But nonetheless, BYU went out and absolutely clobbered the Washington Huskies 31-3. to And I know those dogs up there in purple will tell you, well, our team was getting reloaded. Well, BYU reloaded and they still stomped you into the ground 31-3. to And then BYU went on to have a five-game win streak after that. They went to Temple funny enough, so two trips to the East Coast, one to East Rutherford, New Jersey then on September 21st they go to Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia and squeak out a 26-24 to victory over the Temple Owls. Then they traveled to Colorado State winning that game 42-7 to beat San Diego State 28 to nothing as the number 11 team on October 12th in Provo and then capped that win streak of five games with a victory at New Mexico as the number 9 team in the country, beating the Lobos 45-23. to And now the low light, and maybe the ultimate low light of the 1980s for BYU came on October 26th. BYU made the trip to El Paso, Texas to the Sun Bowl to take on bottom feeder UTEP. UTEP in this season, speaking in 1985, finished with a record of 1-10. They were 1-7 in the WAC that year. 
absolutely atrocious, a very much a downtrodden program, and they pulled off an absolute stunner, beating BYU 23-16. to Just the ultimate stunner of stunner of stunner of stunner of stunner. I, you probably think I'm, I'm skipping on my thing. No, it was just the stunner of all stunners in terms of an upset. And like I mentioned, this is the worst loss in BYU football history, in my opinion. You do not go to UTEP and lose this type of a game. But we found out afterwards that UTEP, for somehow or some reason, had bugged BYU's communications and were hearing their coaches signaling in calls and relaying calls from the booth down to the field so they knew what was coming. And obviously, when you know what's coming, it helps you defend against it. So BYU, the number seven team, gets stunningly upset 23-16 there at UTEP despite having uh, some, let's put it this way, uh, is that an illegal move? Yeah, probably an illegal move. Absolutely gamesmanship at the very, very best. But you just don't do that. And BYU loses that game and probably sent shockwaves throughout the entirety of the college football universe. And as I mentioned, that loss is just a black eye on the 1980s for BYU. Just a decade of a whole bunch of winning for BYU. Plain and simple. They finished 11-3 and this season. Speaking of 1985, 7-1 in the WAC. Tied for the WAC championship with number 8 ranked Air Force. But that game against UTEP, I think it fired BYU up. And I think the results indicate as such. Wyoming came to BYU the week following that loss at UTEP. Got absolutely smothered. 59 to nothing. Cougars ranked number 17 that week. Then they went to Utah State to Romney Stadium. Blew out the Aggies and shut them out 44 to nothing. Then beat number four Air Force in an absolute thriller. This was the number four ranked Air Force Falcons coming to Provo on November 16th. BYU ranked number 16 in the country, so it was a top 20 matchup, and BYU prevails 28 to 21. So you've won some absolutely huge games, obviously, and so lost some just absolutely atrocious games as well. One atrocious game is what I should say, and that loss to UTEP. But that win over Air Force was huge. That vaults BYU on November 23rd back to number 11 in the country as they host Utah in their home finale season senior day and they beat the Utes 38-28 to to continue their dominance in the rivalry during this run. Then they finish up the regular season on the road at Hawaii. They go to Aloha Stadium as the number 9 team in the country and had no such trouble that they had in 1984 beating the Rainbow Warriors 26-6. So at the end of the regular season BYU now sits at 11 and two, excuse me, 11 and two on the season, excuse me, tied for the WAC championship. And I think technically they probably won the WAC title considering they had the tiebreaker head to head over Air Force. Uh, they did. I just read that. Okay. They did win the WAC title with the tiebreaker over Air Force. But for the first time, BYU does not go to the Holiday Bowl in some time. It's been, I think, was it 1978 was the first time they went to the Holiday Bowl and they made a trip every single year after that until this season. BYU instead traded coasts for the third time, went to the East Coast to Orlando, Florida, played in the Florida Citrus Bowl in the Citrus Bowl, which is what it was called then. I think it's now like the Camping World Bowl or some such name. 
where they took on number 17 Ohio State and they lost that game 10 to 7. So a tough game for BYU, losing once again to Ohio State for the second time in a few years of facing off against each other. Funny enough, once on the West Coast, once on the East Coast, but nonetheless BYU finishes that season with an 11 and 3 record. So some really thrilling wins. That win over Air Force, absolutely incredible. This was the era when Air Force folks was a true national power just like BYU. They come to Provo and you win in a thriller, but that loss to UTEP. No matter how much cheating went on with UTEP, as we have learned since then, Norm Chow uh, has mentioned that on air with DJ and PK, that he learned from coaches on that UTEP staff after the fact that those headsets were bugged and that's what helped UTEP. And Norm Chow admitted, he's like, now that I know that they were they were listening to our headsets, I can think back and thinking, man, they really know what we're doing out here. Well, yeah, they did know what you're doing because they heard the call. So one of those crazy things, but one of the lowest lows for BYU in terms of the 1980s, one of the worst losses, if not the worst loss in BYU football history, that loss to UTEP, but in addition, some thrilling wins along the way as well. As BYU finishes the season 11-3, and ranked number 16 in the AP poll, number 17 in the coaches poll with that 11-3 and overall record. So all things considered, an 11-win season is not a bad way to follow up your national championship season, but obviously you would have liked to avoided some of the pitfalls that you ran into that season and maybe have had a chance to repeat. But nonetheless, you're still nationally ranked and we'll continue to talk about these seasons as they come. Talking about 1986 tomorrow, as we kind of come off of an absolutely stellar run for the BYU football program, well, what happens is the back half of the 1980s gets here. We'll start to break that down beginning on tomorrow's podcast. All right, coming up here in just a moment, though, we'll catch you guys up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan here at Mid week. Some good news for a former BYU Cougar, Cager. We'll talk about where Matt Harms is going to be playing basketball next. We'll get to all of that in just a second. Today's show is brought to you, though, in part by our good friends at Rock Auto. Of course, Rock Auto wants to be your guys' resource when it comes to all the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. They want you guys to save money as well. Why would you choose to spend up to 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com and get those get those parts for the right price. For an example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, just $216 from Rock Auto. They are a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years online. The price is reliably low for every customer and they have everything you could ever want or need for your vehicle. I mean that sincerely. I have perused their catalog and it is extensive, is the word I would use for it. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for all of your auto parts needs. It's really easy and intuitive to look up. You enter your name of your car, the, not the name, the model, the year, all that type of stuff. Then it pops up with all the parts available for it. You can search by price, search by manufacturer. It's super simple, folks. Take advantage of it. Get to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Please write Locked On or Locked On Cougars in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you guys amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Check them out at Rock rockauto.com All right, folks, today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Built Bar. And I got to say, when you guys reach out about Built Bars to me on social media, it makes my day because it makes me think, okay, these people actually trust what I say. Let's talk about our good friend Ryan Madsen. He reached out to me on Twitter, mentioned the fact that he had recently ordered some Built Bars. And Ryan, you have picked some fantastic ones. You said you ordered the Grasshopper Cookie. The last chance for it went down last night. You had an opportunity to order that. You've 
also mentioned the fact that you're a big fan of Cherry Barcia, one of my personal favorites. You also like the raspberry flavor. So, Ryan, giving you a shout-out today, and I want all of you to be like Ryan and give Built Bars a chance. They taste like a candy bar. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They are the perfect complement for wherever you might be in your health journey. Trying to lose or maintain weight, you can still indulge in a delicious treat, folks. It's a great way to have a delicious treat that is healthy for you. High protein, high fiber, low sugar, low calorie. I swear by them, and I hope you guys will give them an opportunity as well. Get to built.com and place your order now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 while you're there. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your next order. It's a great way to save some money and also enjoy the best tasting protein bars in the world. Do like Ryan did, do like I do, and order your Built Bars now at built.com using that promo code LOCKED15. Get enjoying the best tasting protein bars and do it with Built Bar. Before we go here on this hump day edition of Locked On Cougars, let's catch you guys up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan here at midweek. And the biggest one is obviously, big is literal, is former BYU center Matt Harms is starting his pro career in Europe. We all kind of expected this. He announced that he has signed a two-year contract with the Freyport Skyliners. They are a Frankfurt-based team, so Frankfurt, Germany, or Frankfurt, I guess is technically how you say it correctly. Those of you who speak German probably can correct me on that once again. I have a grandma who's from Germany and would be very disappointed in me, but nonetheless, we'll leave that there. Uh, they compete in the Basketball Bundesliga, which is the highest pro level in Germany. That was announced earlier this week. The quote in the release from the Freyport Skyliners said, I have always dreamed of playing basketball professionally. I am very grateful that the Freyport Skyliners gave me this opportunity, Harms said. I believe in the organization and the trainers, and I am happy to work and live in such a great city. Harms obviously standing seven foot three played just one season for the Cougars was the West Coast Conference Defensive Player of the Year for good reason was a really really good player and there was some thought that he may ultimately run it back with Alex Barcelo but decided you know what I am done playing college hoops and we, we I, I personally and this is me speaking personally I wish him nothing but the best my interactions with him over the years were utterly phenomenal uh, I think this is going to be a fun time for him and hopefully he has success and it's good to see him making it to the top level of German basketball right away easily probably could have signed at some other club but to see him get that opportunity there in Frankfurt looking forward to seeing how things go for him and we'll continue to get, update you guys as those seasons progress we have a number of former Cougars playing overseas you got a former Cougar playing in the NBA finals right now and Elijah Bryant who spent time overseas to start his career it's not a bad pathway, folks. It can work out. You, know, you can make your way back to the NBA, and Elijah Bryant is a living, breathing example of that. But nonetheless, you can make a very, very healthy living playing over in Europe and wishing Matt Harms nothing but the best as he moves forward with his career there in Germany. All right, that is going to do it for today's edition of the show. A big thank you once again for your guys' continued support. As always, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, if like to interact with me there is jacob c hatch and as always you can email us anytime comments concerns advertising inquiries no matter what it might be our email address locked on byu at gmail.com that'll do it for this wednesday edition of the show hope you guys are all doing fantastic out there in cougar nation this has been the locked on cougars podcast for july 14th 2021 and we will talk to you guys tomorrow
Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.